Welcome to the Bass and Brews podcast, your weekly distraction from other high-quality podcasts. And now, your host, Alice from Swamp Rat Fishing, and the co-hostess with the mostest, the Jabberhammer, Paul Roberts. On button. <laughs> Look, I straight up, the first glass breaking that I did, I just found glass breaking and I put it on there. And now I just had to hell with it and straight up stole, stole Stone Cold Steve Austin. Say that five times real fast. Intro <laughs> music and said to hell with it. We're going to roll with it. Not to mention, we got to change the intro for this coming up next year. We are going to do the Queen City Chronicles for 2024. I talked to Vinny this past weekend at my terrible ass showing at the uh, the the North Carolina State Championship, and we're going to roll in. So we're going to have some different intro music because Alex doesn't come for this because uh, he's he he has to get up early in the morning and do a real job when I record these today. I want you, all right. This is gonna be a little weird if y'all listening now because tonight we have today tonight we have the the first and second place winners winners from uh, the event ten Yak and Yolo, and then we got the AOI winner Landon. But y'all haven't heard the eight or nine yet because I got behind and this is how the schedule worked out. We got to get them out, so we're gonna be jumping ahead and jumping back a little bit. As I said, Adam Fillmore, Dave Hart. One and two, Yak and Yolo, and then we got Landon, the OI winner. It's going to be a good fun time. And how y'all, how y'all doing tonight? How's everybody doing? Good, good. I'm Pretty good, great. man. Licking That's my wounds not... from Norman myself. Oh, how many fish did you catch? Oh, I caught plenty of fish. I see, just... see, your wounds are not anywhere close to mine. So don't even start <laughs> poor mouthing yourself. Sorry. Don't start poor mouthing yourself. I caught my first fish like 20 minutes in oh, on man. a top water on a point where I was like, man, they should be up on this point this morning. I can go out and, you know, blah, blah, blah. 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. Nothing, not another bite the rest of the day. Yeah. I'm fishing weird up there for sure. Well, I also didn't even, I wasn't going to go fishing 40 foot of water. I don't know how. It's not that fun, to be honest. Well, I don't, you know, I don't know. How the hell do you do that when you don't have four facing sonar? Is it possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure it is. Yeah. Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you try to go out and fish 40 foot deep in Sharon Harris or at Jordan Lake, um, like 99% of people that ride by you are like, what? They're going to stop in that. Are you okay? Do you need Broke help? Or, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you need us to pull you back to shore? That's funny. Yeah, but it was 10, it was eight foot visibility down there at Betty's Ford where I was. It was crazy. Yeah. But we ain't here to talk about that damn tournament. I want to forget <laughs> about it. It never happened. I, I was never there. Um, all right. First, we're going to start off with Adam. Introduce yourself real quick. Tell us who you are, where you came from, and who's your daddy. Um, well, I guess my daddy this week would have been Bennett on Norman. Um, <laughs> but uh, my name's Adam Fillmore. Uh, I've been fishing Queen City for a couple years now. Um, been around since the beginning. Got to see Vinny kind of take off. I think uh, the shop I own, tackle shop owned, we were one of the first ones to really get behind Vinny and and help promote the, the kayak fishing in the southeast. Um, so it's been pretty cool to see it go from what it started at to where it is now. 
Um, so yeah, I just uh, just been fishing in the Carolinas. I've been I moved down here about 18 years ago and been fishing all these Catawba chain lakes for the last 18 years, boat tournaments and kayaks here and there. Um, done pretty good in a few of them, but uh, definitely enjoyed really focusing on the kayak fishing the last couple of years. It's been a really nice uh, change of pace for sure. You, you go a lot slower and you get a lot tired. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, um, you know, ironically, I actually feel worse after fishing in a boat tournament. I don't know what it is, if it's the standing up all day, bouncing in the seat, but I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I can squat a lot more now that I'm in a kayak pedaling all day and my back doesn't hurt as bad. So, hey, um, I, I say the same damn thing, man. I mean, I can sit in that kayak in a beating ass sun peddling myself everywhere and then go spend you know four or five hours in a in a bass right. boat standing up and it's just it's the same it thing or i could go play a round of golf when you're riding around in a golf cart you're in the shade you know you're not you just one swing here right. so often and be way i mean wore out but go kayak fishing man it's just a, it's just i guess it's all the movement just keeps it is, that blood yeah. flowing keeps the standing up Lactic acid from leaking all down to your legs something. and back. It's definitely different for sure. But uh but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Had a good uh good run this year and look forward to next year. So Dave, you don't have to introduce yourself. You've been on here quite enough. And uh I will preface Dave by this is the guy who fired me from Tar Hill Lockers. <laughs> <laughs> my my side of the story was mutual, but hey, whatever. <laughs> I've told everybody I got fired. I, that's fine. I like it. I, I'm good. I'm good with it. I'll get Dave, the t-shirt. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Give me, give me somebody's old Tar Heel Lunker shirt that says that, that's with a stamp Put on a the board. back that's fired. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll spray paint circle. it red paint. Yeah. Yeah. Fired. Yeah. All right, Dave, you. tell us about yourself real quick, even though most of the folks are going to know you. Well, I mean, I guess I'll pitch it on the Queen City. I mean, I don't think a lot of the Queen City guys know who I am. I fish a lot of CCKF and CKA stuff since where I'm at is in Burlington. Um, mm -hmm. But I have fished five Queen City events now. Uh, my first one was uh, Lake James in early 2021, which was miserable up until after lines out, which was amazing when I was catching largemouth on topwater in 44-degree water in mm -hmm. January or February. But after lines out, so we can't count that one. So I, I've done atrocious in Queen City events, um, mainly because I just don't fish a lot. I think I've done Lake James, I've done Norman twice, and I did the Yak and Yola one and two this year. So those, those damn the, clear the water ones. lakes. It's not that doesn't so much bother me, man. Like I, I fished other places clear. I don't know. It's just Norman's so big. If you don't have the time to invest to break it down, and I think time of year got me with just like this year where the water's down four or five foot i'm sure um you know but it is what it is i'll i'll, I'll get around to them there you go but uh Landon. but yeah i've been nope, nope. Oh, are you done no. no i'm done i'm done that's it are I'm you done. sure i didn't mean to interrupt so. you no you're good <laughs> landon who are you you've been on here this is your third time for the chronicles isn't it this is my third Chronicles. Uh, yeah. It's been an amazing year, uh, Landon. Uh, luckily enough, uh, blessed to be the angler of the year for Queen City this year was awesome. Um, you know, I'm kind of the newcomer uh, a little bit, at least to a, a group in this sense. Uh, I moved to uh, Charlotte um, March of 20, right before everything closed. Um, 
I didn't fish my first event with Queen City until Santee Cooper, March of 21. Um, I hadn't been in a boat or a kayak fishing a lake probably in 10 years leading up to that. I went to lived in Atlanta, literally downtown Atlanta. I went to school in Atlanta. I was a college soccer player. Um, so, I mean, there's no lakes in Atlanta to speak of. So, yeah, that's me. I just love fishing. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, addicted to the to the grind honestly i love the the boats the map study i love the 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 trying to figure out the bite i love the the grind of it um as much as a lot of people probably hate it i i love it uh and if for the people that are listening you need to go watch the first uh, about eight minutes of this it looks like landon is in an asmr video because <laughs> he keeps going on. blue and red and white <laughs> and back i mean yeah i got a, i got a tv on <laughs> I can, hey i can turn the tv off for those no no you or do it'll you... make it even more exciting no we we don't care about none of that no none of that noise you can't hear the background so you can have whatever lights flashing you want all right <clears throat> television the, Dave, we're going to start off with you with with event ten, the the Yak and Yolo. Okay, getting, Yolo yeah. That's too many too many whys up in that because I don't even know what Yolo means. Somebody needs to tell me what that word means. I haven't even looked it up. But you, you only whatever. live life one time at a time. I think Something that's like Yolo that. at Yolo. <laughs> I don't know. It is what it is. Southerners aren't good with acronyms. <laughs> I'll Dave, you. yeah, Dave. All right, we're gonna start with you on this one. You wrote a really long Facebook post because it was your redemption tournament. So take yeah. us through, take us through the backstory into what happened at this event. Which this event would have been three weeks ago now, right? I think that's right. Yeah, time flies. Twenty first. Yeah, something like that. That sounds right. I've had a lot, I've, I've been sick. I've couldn't walk. I've had an anniversary. I've had a kids soccer championship and all kinds of things. So. Anyways, yeah, it was three weeks ago. I think you're right. Um, the redemption. So um, for those that know, last year the uh, state uh, BS disqualifier, since we're switching between Norman and Yak and Chain, um, I fished Yak and Chain last year. Um, I think I hadn't had a ton of uh, experience on, on that chain. I think I fished Baden a couple times before, Tillery a couple times. Um but that event, I kind of went in blind and actually caught two studs first thing in the morning. Um, caught two dinks and had five hours to catch a 12-inch minimum. And had I done that, I would have finished like fifth place, I think, and made the made the classic and all that. Um, that's on the heels of actually missing the classic stage in Texas by one fish. So there's a lot of ties to the Bassmaster events that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but I keep fighting at them. Um, so anyways, you know, I came up one fish short um, last year, about the same time. You know, I think we did that event in mm -hmm. September, maybe. So it's about the same time. Um, so, you know, I knew Queen City always did the, the YOLO events typically, and the uh, schedule came out, definitely had it circled. Um, and then, uh, you know, I was definitely going to fish it. And then, when it came to it, I wasn't sure I was actually going to be able to fish it. My in-laws had uh, scheduled family vacation same weekend. And then the weekend before, my other side of the family had a beach vacation and overdid it. My foot was shredded. I couldn't walk. Um, so 
that was on a Wednesday. I went to urgent care and uh, got some steroids, which were amazing. And uh, I didn't know if I was going to fish it, but I packed the truck on Thursday to head to the mountains with a kayak. So I really didn't make the decision until Friday evening that I could actually do it. So what? All right. Yeah. You're drove over, down. You're, you're, yeah. Hold, hold on. Hold on now. You overdid it so bad you had to go to urgent care for your ankle. Either your ankle was really did, hurt, yeah. or you really, really, really dove into it being hurt, so you didn't have to go to the in-law vacation and go fishing. <laughs> so, I, tell us how you actually hurt a, your ankle, because that's a pretty significant that's a much ankle better thing. story. I wish I could say, you know, and I did have to smooth over the in-laws, so I cooked them a nice uh, carne asada taco dinner Friday night before I. They didn't even know I was going to like Friday at nine o'clock at night that I was going to leave them all day. I was like, I'm not even going to tell them. My wife knew, so I was good there. But um. No, it's just getting old. That's, I mean, I wish it was a better story, but yeah, like July, August, getting up in the mornings, plantar fasciitis kind of crept in. 10, 15 minutes later, it's good every day, but yeah, we're at the beach. I would actually uh, fished inshore in the kayak all morning um, and then hit the surf in the afternoon, was on my feet all day. And somehow like, you know, the, the plantar fasciitis on the bottom of your foot can also wreak havoc on your tendons around your ankle. And I can't explain it because it was delayed reaction. Saturday was the bad day where my feet were sore. I was good until I woke up Tuesday morning and uh, it, it felt like I'd severely rolled my ankle. Like all the tendons around the inside of my ankle were just treaded. So that's the story. Um, so for me, it's just better shoes, stretching, ice. So far, hey, so good. Next time right. that happens, I have a wife who has a mobile physical therapy business right here in Holly Springs. I mean, you know, she can she can help take care of it's right yours. down the road, an hour and fifteen minutes away. <laughs> hey man, she can do tele she can do some teletherapy. Any any I, of the, anybody listening in North Carolina, it, any of your fishing injuries, I have a wife that uh, you know has helped me through some of mine. Um, it's obvious she cannot help you catch more fish, but she can at least make you pain free on the water. Good to know. Good to know. We'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. All right, so you decided to roll I'm, out at nine o'clock Friday night. What lake did you head to? No, I actually. So no, I, I didn't, the in laws didn't know till nine o'clock at night that oh, I was getting right. up at three fifteen in the morning. I rolled out mm. at three fifteen out of above West Jefferson, um, mm. about a little over two and a half hours down. So, um, I went to one of the Yakin lakes. I mean, we'll just leave it at that. Oh, you know, Lord, here one, we go. One I mean, of the four. Yeah, there's four. Hey, the y'all is gonna be. It, it, it's on the schedule again next year. So we gotta just you gotta leave it at that, man. Well, if you don't tell us the lake, you can tell us what you caught them on then. Uh, it was junk fishing. Honestly, um, I, I will say um, I kind of I, I, going into it on, on the limited history I had there. I knew that bites would be few and far between, but I'd been there. I've been there probably four times prior, and I think I've caught eight or nine over 20 and not many other fish. I mean, it's, it's few and far bites, but the ones you get are big. And so, you know, I knew it was high risk, high reward situation. The early bite was not that great for me. I got a dink that actually ended up needing a little 13 and a half. Um, and then I caught big fish in the tournament. Um, so I think I squeaked out one of Adam's fish, um, which was a stupidly disproportional fish. If you go back and look at his big fish, <laughs> that fish is funky looking, but, um, but yeah, I caught, I caught oh, it. Oh, real quick. Okay. That puts you catching. You made, you talked about this in a post too. You, you won big fish 
in all three of the North Carolina tournament trails you fished this year, okay. and one big fish in all three of them at, four at some four times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've never won big fish before. It's crazy. I, I, yeah, I got I got big fish CCK CCKF Sharon Harris, um, a CK event, and then uh, Heiko Lake, which doesn't even really have that big a fish. I got I got a twenty two there, which is crazy. Um, and then the one here. So yeah, it's it's nice. pretty blessed to have that happen. I've never won big fish and to have it happen. I almost had it happen five times because uh, Gate City Classic and CK I almost got it until Will Lambert caught a freak, but. But yeah, now the big fish I caught um, about 8.30 in the morning, I think. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what I caught. I probably have it right here somewhere. Probably um, a crankbait. <laughs> that actually wasn't. Whoa. Minimax. Okay. Nice. Minimax uh, with Hog Farmer, Spunk Shad. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, hopping on the bottom. Um. So I caught that one at 8.30. Um, the first little dink was on a jerkbait. I threw the jerkbait quite a bit, didn't get anything. Um, I had success in the past on jerkbait. And uh, then, yeah, the rest of the fish after that were on crankbait. The crankbait Dave, that's for sure. Six, were, you, were, were you finding these on, on your graphs and stuff, or were you just fishing structure, docks, um, wood, anything like that? It's it's kind of a finicky little pattern. It's it's a structure, but a timing oriented thing. Um, mm. and I knew that, so um, even though it was a slow morning, like I knew, just be patient. Um, I had a plan B in my pocket to actually trailer and go somewhere else, and I got real close to doing it. Um, about I told myself between one thirty one forty five, I had to make a move if I needed mm. to fish, Wait. and I only had I guess I had three at that point, um, and then I caught a. I, Caught a fourth one that was pretty decent at 135 or something like that. So I stayed put and, you know, I, I knew, I mean, deep down, like I knew I had a good bag. Um, so I think I had the, I had a 21, I think I had a 19 and three quarter, a 17 and a half, and then I had the 13 and a half. And I, and I, I knew deep down that 13 and a half was going to come back to haunt me. And it did. Um, and looking back, it was pretty wild because being that it was a timing thing, um, I went back and looked at some footage. Ten casts before I caught the 19 and three quarter, I hooked one that felt bigger than the 21, and had mm. it on for like I don't know six seven seconds. And uh, I knew I knew right then and there that that was the fish that that's going to cost me, and it did. So um, did you cuss or throw but, anything? No, man. It's like it's it's funny too. Like looking back, like all of the big fish, um, except maybe Heiko because it was so unexpected. Um, like it's it's like I'm just boring watching catching big fish or losing big fish. I don't, I'm not, I don't have the Paul Roberts reaction. Yeah, um, I'm I'm boring as hell yeah. catching fish, but you let me lose something, and shit's getting hit. I'm cussing, I'm hollering, I'm screaming. I I'm not you know, I hate losing fish. Uh, you it know, sucks, I, man. I don't I, catch I, enough. I don't catch enough to be losing the bastards. Yeah. I don't know what it is, man. Over time, and I haven't done this a, a ton. You know, like I started tournament fishing in 2020. Um, but as many tournaments as I do throughout the year, like you just learn, like, I don't know. It's just a feeling now. Like, I don't know. I just sulk and big sigh and, you know, <laughs> I try to get the cast right back in and, you know, I, I've learned to not try to dwell on it. Cause it'll, I've cried like, a, I've cried like a baby. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it in Texas to, at the Bassmaster event. Mm -hmm. I lost the fish. Well, that's I'm why I, like a baby. That's why I act like the fool. I get it out those 10, 15 seconds all the way up to a couple minutes and then get back to fishing and forget about and it. 
No, hell no. I'm too poor to be breaking shit now. That ain't happening. I'll I'll do a lot of things, but I ain't breaking that. I might pick up a you know a worm or something out of the boat and throw it as hard as I can, but I ain't breaking none of my shit because it's not replaceable yeah. right now. And you yep. finished with what seventy one and three quarter, seventy one seventy five, I think. I don't even remember. Be honest I, with all you. I know is that while you look it up, two through five were all Hi. within. A half inch. So Dave had something in three quarters. Uh, T Vang behind him, or two Vang behind him had uh, was a quarter inch behind him, and then the next three were all at a quarter inch, whatever they caught in a quarter inch. Yeah. That was a really tight two through five. So that thirteen incher, I know it. You say it bit you in the butt, but it it <laughs> really put you where in second place. Oh, for sure, man. I needed it. I mean, I had a couple. I I probably had another. I probably caught 15 fish throughout the day, but a lot of dinks. Like I knew what, you know, a lot, a lot of between 12 and 13, mm-hmm. a ton of them. Um, yeah, you, what you said, fifth place, Yi Hang, fourth place, Nick Huddleston, both had 71 and a quarter. Tang Vu had 71 and a half, and I had the uh, 71 and three quarters. Mm-hmm. And then, that's, uh, that's a tight, that's a tight field right here. You don't see that quite. That. And two of them were no, tied. So I guess the, does Vinny do big fish as the tiebreaker, or does he do submission, or is it? First big, big fish. fish and then some big, big fish. fish. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That was a tight. That was Which a is tight. Crazy. He told me too. It was um, I think it was Caleb Crawford, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he also had a 21, but had a 19 and a half second fish. So essentially, I won big fish by a quarter inch as well. So it was, mm-hmm. it was tight on the big fish right nice. as well. Hey man, that's you know that's your redemption story, and you came out second place and. Uh, you can't beat that, and that's that's a damn nice ass purse for Queen City too. That is that's not some it, chunk it was, change. It, it was a blessing too, because uh, I guess was it last Tuesday, yeah, last Tuesday I'm in Raleigh, and my and my truck went to put. So half half <laughs> half of that uh, tournament money went to a new throttle body and a and a tow bill from Raleigh to Burlington. So, but uh, no, nah, and I gotta say, man, shout out. I always enjoy the the Queen City weigh-ins. I don't do a ton of them, but you know, Rock Outdoors. I've been there a couple times and. It's a, it's a great thing. You know, I was hoping, you know, be a little bit bigger crowd, um, but it, it's a great time. I really appreciated uh, landing your AOI speech with Top Notch. Um, and I, I want to, I'll just say there's something that if, if a lot of guys are listening, something that, that wrong with, true with me, uh, Landon, was you said like so, some of the effect of like, you know, don't try to do things that to make it fit what you think the lake is going to do. Just, just know that you're good at some things and you're probably better than others at it. And it sounds cocky, but, you absolutely have to have that mentality in, in fishing. I, I've learned that, um, you know, because guys can do – guys can fish how they fish and they're successful at it. you got to fish how you know that you're confident in fishing. So, Landon, kudos for that. And, uh, Adam, congrats, man. That was a hell of a day, heck of a bag. But Thank, you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. That, that's a great mindset to have. I've Every tournament I enter in and I go fish, I mean, I'm I want to win it. I'm going to win it. I don't want second. I don't want anything else. I don't want point. I just want to win it. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But at least that's the mindset I'm going in there with is I'm going to win this motherfucker. I ain't over here. I ain't farting around not to win. So, but you got to have that mentality if you want to get up there, push yourself, and get better. Adam Fillmore, the champion, tell us about your day. Um, honestly, I think, uh, I decided what lake I was going to at about 2.30 in the morning of the tournament. 
after about 45 minutes of sleep. Um, I had two or three people ask me where I was going, and I told them I had no idea. So after I weighed in my fish, they were like, you knew where you were going. I was like, I honestly had no clue. Um, I had a similar similar story to Dave in that uh, NC bass last year. I had was one fish short um, and just exact same thing, just one fish. And I debated on going there where I was last year or um, to another spot and um, looked like I had chose the right spot. Thankfully, um, it's actually a place I hadn't fished in a while, but I knew the fish like to get there this time of year and uh, was hoping it'd be a quiet, quiet ramp. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty magic day. I had everything by like nine 30 in the morning and <laughs> everybody was busting my chops about sandbagging, but I will never do that. I had just terror. I have no service on the Atkins chain. I'm gonna so. hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you there real quick. Something I did. I started doing this year, and it it wasn't sandbagging. But when you fish, like Sharon Harris is a good example. If you get on a school of fish in Sharon Harris, those fish they they go and right. it's quick. And you know, you think about in a bass boat when you catch a fish, you take it off the hook, you throw it in a damn live well, and you're back out out there right. thirty yeah, seconds yeah. for sure. We got a Real, put it in the net, get your stupid board out, wet your board, make sure your identifier is there, make sure the sun isn't going to mess up your picture, put the fish on there, flops around into the boat, and, you know, it's all everywhere. You got water on your hands, you're trying to take a picture, and, you know, all this shit's going on, and it's, you know, a minute to two minutes that you're wasting. So when I get into those schools this year, I started, or you know, or if I was doing something, I felt like it was a timing thing. I'd take the damn picture, and then when it cooled down or I moved, then I would submit the fish. Yeah, absolutely. But it makes a difference sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that's that might be, you think about it, in 30-minute time period, that might be, I don't know, 50 extra cast, 60 right. extra cast. You can cast uh, That you're not sure. farting around trying to submit it then, too, because that's another 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I had, like, I know back when – Queen City kind of first started. I we had fished a tournament on Wiley. I actually won, and back then we could use clips, so mm-hmm. it was catching yeah. them hot and heavy in the morning. And you'd put one on a clip, take a picture of one, and then you would just, you know, that was nice. But I, it, it's a, I'm good with them not doing that now too. I mean, it's, I don't miss that rule, but that was, it was kind of nice. But, but yeah, it was crazy. I, um, uh, John Ladd, he had an incident at. Hartwell a couple years ago or maybe last year where he lost his phone and hadn't uploaded anything and I'm like we'll never let that happen to me on purpose so um yeah I just I didn't have any service and then I was actually nervous about getting to somewhere in time <laughs> to get service and it was, Man, it bro, was you said you were done at 9 30 I know but the rest I, of the day to go I, find service I was really shooting for 80 <laughs> which sounds crazy but I know on the Yakin chain that mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, he was, you know, Dave was a, a 21 or 22 away from that 80 mark, and those live there. I mean, the only big fish I've ever won in the Queen City was on a Yadkin Lake a couple years ago, and uh, last, maybe last spring. But um, so you just never know if, you know, 75 inches at any other lake, and you might, you might put it on the track. I actually told myself, I had, we have uh, season tickets to the Charlotte FC, and Messi was in town that night. Oh, and, yeah. But he didn't play, right? What his ankle he hurt? Play. No, he played oh, he the whole did? game. Okay. I was really hoping he was going to start the second half because 
by the time I left the ramp, got to Charlotte, I had to take my kayak with me and find parking <laughs> uptown Charlotte for the kayak trailer. Because I live in Lake Wiley, so there's no way I'm going across town and back. Dude, it was a nightmare. I found the perfect little parking spot, though. Uh, shout out to Little Hardware over off of um, – what road is that off of? Mintry, actually, I think, right there in front of the stadium. They have a nice little fenced-in area. The dude talked to me about fishing for five minutes, and I, everything was safe. That was really nice. But I yeah, got I, I, I walked in when they were singing the national anthem, so I didn't oh, miss nice. the game either. So it was perfect. But I, I told myself to- I would leave early if I if I got 78, 80, and then you're out there and you're like, there's no way I'm leaving early. This is not, mm-hmm. not going to happen. But, yeah, I struggled after 930. I I – kind of panicked a little bit as far as like, I really hope this holds up because I'm not getting any more bites. I had one spot that was them fish just were there and, and it, it worked. So, but, uh, but yeah, it was a great time. I, I really enjoy, I hadn't fished the Atkin lakes a whole lot until probably, I don't know, four or five years ago. And um, they are finicky, finicky lakes. I mean, they've, like the perfect example. I mean, most people would kill to have a day like that, but I'd almost rather catch a little bit throughout the day to kind of, you know, cool your nerves a little bit. But uh, it's got them, man. That that chain is is the bomb, and that, it can be one on any of those lakes. I mean, all those lakes, you know, are are they all have really this, big fish in them. What is it? Uh, Tillery, Baden, High Point, High Rock, High Rock. High Rock. Yeah, yep. And yep. But um, but yeah, that, the lakes are lakes are something else, and I like fishing that time of year. It's gonna be interesting. I think we go early in the year next year. Um, that'll be interesting because those lakes fish really good in the winter months, and it'll be late winter, early spring. So, um, so since yeah. you're gonna be fishing at a different time next year, what were you doing to catch those fish? Uh, I, I, you're not nobody believes me because I've told fifty people this, but I caught all my fish on a true shell shaky head. Um, I caught all my fish, but one, I caught, I did catch one on a chatterbait. Um, but I had, I think I caught five keepers. I think I had enough, maybe six. I might've had a 16 and a smaller 16, uh, up to six, two in the 16 range too, that I didn't have to use, but all my bites came within about a two hour window, hour and a half window there. Mm. And, um, it was, it was bananas. I, it was <laughs> I, it was one of those things where it was just like I can't believe this is this is happening. This I shit actually is bananas. Yeah, that's exactly. Were you singing? I was actually singing that like out loud. I get excited. You're talking about screaming when you lose fish. I do the same thing for sure. I've broke many rods, even though it's you know I can't afford to buy new ones either. But it's uh things get broken, and it's not because I want to. It's just because they're there. But uh, I definitely sing. I was talking to myself a lot at Norman this week. I, I actually had to stop and think. I'm like, I got to chill, dude. This is uh, – I was trying really hard for that NC Bass, really mm-hmm. hard. I just – I'm always a few inches short every year, and it's like story of my life. But uh, it's – um, <laughs> yeah, it was a great day. It was uh, – I had a good time. It's uh, – the weather was nice. We've had a really obviously a pretty unseasonably warm fall for the most part. We had a couple cool spells, but uh, – Except for last week. Yeah, except for last week, right? But uh, but yeah, it was a good time. I don't um, you know, but just uh, just throwing a shaky head. I, I people sleep on that bait a lot. I mean, it's something that I back when I used to. I mean, I still fish boat tournaments. But when I fish boat tournaments a lot, when I own the tackle store, that was like the 
safety net bait, right? It was the, I guess, the Ned rig of the time. But in reality, there's probably more big fish caught on that bait than many other baits. And I mean, I had, if I, I, if I had to guess my weight from that tournament in my best five, I mean, I was, I was all over 20 pounds. I mm. mean, easily like that one big fish I had, that fish was pushing. It was the fattest fish I've ever caught in the fall. It looked like <laughs> it was pull that Bro, it was giant. I was, I, it tripped me out when I got in that. I'm like, Oh my God, this is an eight pounder. But it was it, in reality, it was, it was six. It was over six for sure. It was big. But, um, you know, that she had a good bait. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a football. That looks like, that looks like a, a New York or that looks like a New York <laughs> smallmouth. Yeah, it does. It almost it looked like a football. I mean, it was literally football shaped. It was hey, uh, pretty crazy. Side note, speaking of smallmouth, did y'all see two people caught smallmouth at fucking Santee? That's wild. Weekend? I've never heard of any and then two people in the same tournament catch them. That's crazy. That's wild. It is wild. That's wild. Hopefully they're real smallmouth and not some smallmouth slash Alabama bass mix that's in there. No, they look they look pretty purebred. I talked to a couple of guys that said that they catch them way up in the river there, but okay, make which sense. is weird. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know where they really come from to be honest mm. with you, because to my knowledge, of South Carolina, the Broad River is really the only river that has them, and I don't think it makes its way over to to that side of town. But well, either way, yeah, about fishing, there's a lot more damn shit in that water than. I know, right? We might, be, we might know about. I'm sure, yeah. yeah some sure. of those big lakes. Hey, did anything stupid, weird, wild, crazy, wacky happen to you while you were fishing that tournament? Did you fall no, out your boat? No, I've been pretty your pants? lucky. Nothing no, like that? No, I haven't done that yet either. It's on the list, though. It'll happen for sure. Um, <laughs> not really, man. It was pretty – it was pretty quiet. Honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I literally – Kind of flipped a coin that morning and when I got up and was like, all right, this is where I'm going. Last year for the Yolo, I actually was driving to one place and decided to go to a whole different lake. And that's when I actually when I won Big Fish that time. And it was like, um, that's always nice when you can can do that for sure. Um, it makes it uh just confidence thing, you know. That's what it's all about. I kind of you know, doubling back on what they you know land in speech. I hate that I didn't make it to rock outdoors, and Vinny always busts my chops about not going, but <laughs> I mean, I was going to see Messy Dog. Sorry. Like, that, <laughs> that was so this, this is crazy. First place caught all his fish in the first two, two and a half hours. And then Dave in second place caught the majority of his fish that mattered <clears throat> like in the last few hours. It's crazy. This is crazy how the time frame it, switches yeah. up and the choices you make and how that happens. You know, what the hell did you do the rest of the tournament? Freaked did, out. I was freaking out all the time trying to catch more fish. Sitting there thinking this should be enough to win, but Kinley, what was it? Kinley that had 80 something inches in the spring. And then I just kept, I told myself no less than 80,000 times in those final six hours that it's the fall. Nobody's going to catch 80 inches. It's the fall. Nobody's going to catch 80 inches. But in reality, I knew that it was a very, very good possibility somebody was going to end up with 80. But um, yeah, it was super blessed to hang on. I was happy. I was very happy. Sure. Running forward facing. Or just I do, but okay. honestly, in that tournament, it it, no. it I don't think it helped me. No, I was catching them in pretty shallow water. I mean, it was like mm-hmm. six to eight foot. I mean, um, I, I didn't see any of those fish. Um, mm-hmm. to be honest, I did use it at Norman the other day, pretty good. Caught a lot of fish with that, and it's one of those. I had a conversation actually with somebody yesterday about that, and it's like, um, 
that thing is great, and I've had it for – I got it – I actually had it sh shipped to, to me before I went to the Hobie TOC at Ufala two years ago and put it on in the garage down there. I used a broom handle from Walmart <laughs> and was out chopping on that. I bought a little hacksaw and everything and literally rigged it up at that. And one big fish with that, I caught a six-plus on Ufala. So it worked out. I paid for the broom handle and the saw with that check. Uh, look, look that's one of them North Carolina boys. He's got brooms, broom <laughs> handle for his life. Literally scope. had a, I, it's not, you know, have a $2,500 fish finder with a $4 broom <laughs> handle for your, for Some your duct uh, transducer. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it, it isn't magic though. I mean, that thing, it doesn't play in every tournament for sure. I don't think I, I know it doesn't. I mean, it didn't play in that tournament for me. And um, with that said, you know, um, on Lake James earlier this year in the West division, I, that's how I caught every one of my fish. So it's nice to have, but it's really not necessarily kind of like, you know, what they were saying Landon said about fisher strengths. I mean, in reality, my strength is generally shallow anyway. So it's sometimes I think it hurts me more than it helps me. It definitely didn't help me in that tournament. And that's, you know, but then again, like I said, I the other win this year, I did use it. So I'm just confused. I'm a confused man. I don't. It's I don't not know. magic. It's it's, it's fucking not. sorcery. Still got to catch it. It is sorcery. It is. That is and sorcery. What's now? It, it is magical. It's magical to use it, but it ain't gonna magically make no. the fish come into your belly. I tell you what's magical about it is it puts you in this time warp where your day seems like it's about eight and a half minutes long because you're staring at that screen. I literally felt I lost track. I lose track of time so much in those events where I'm looking at it all day. It's it's crazy. It's crazy the amount of time you spend and and how fast it goes by without you realizing it, just looking at it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it, it, it's yeah, nice. They're fucking around with a catfish for two hours. <laughs> Multiple catfish. I the wildest thing. Speaking of that, Norman earlier this year, I found this school fish. I'm like, this is I'm going to win this tournament. And <laughs> I caught. I proceeded to catch 11 catfish on live scope that day on drop shot. And I have never in my life caught 11 catfish on drop shot total. It was the most frustrating day because every other one, I'm like, oh, there's no more catfish down there. This has got to be a big old spot. You no, know, big old catfish. And then when you, when you catch them on a drop shot, you have to retie every time because they, I know, they it's fucking all up. They're gooey and it's they're disgusting. I did catch one at, at Norman the other day, but it's, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it can be. It can be a hindrance sometimes as well, for sure. But now in that tournament, it, I didn't really – I had it on, but I, I can honestly say it didn't help me much. It was mm. – uh, I kind of was fishing just this certain area that I knew the fish liked to hang out, and and they were hanging out that day, fortunately. So uh, – but no, nothing crazy happened. Um, just trying to find a parking spot in Charlotte. That was a disaster. Golly, that was probably the most intense – hour and a half of my life to be honest with you it was crazy because you, you knew when you got back after that game your shit was gonna be gone there was i was that was in the back of my mind right well the other thing is charlotte was play, not only was messy playing they were playing for a playoff spot they had to win and two other teams that were playing at the same time had to either lose or tie so there was just a lot that was a very emotional day like there was a lot of things <laughs> just popping off but uh i hate i didn't make it to the way in because I, I haven't i haven't made it up to rock outdoors yet i've heard it's a beautiful store and i know they've been doing a lot for the trail so obviously we all really appreciate that for sure. And uh, yeah, I had to stop by there going to Norman. I made a detour and went by there. I had to get some nice. true South buzz baits that I didn't even tie on. Those are a good. <laughs> you didn't tie any but, out? Well, no. Well, I caught the one fish off of a spook. 
really. I threw a scoop yeah. a little bit at Norman. Didn't get bit on it. it. I did Smack catch him on a buzz bait, though. Should have tied the buzz bait on, baby. Well, I probably should have done a lot of things differently, but we're not here to talk about that cluster. <laughs> Dave, did anything wacky, wild, crazy happen to you? I mean, you know, you didn't follow going up the ramp, dragging <laughs> dragging your plantar fasciitis infested foot behind you or nothing? No, I was I was still steroided up, so I was good on that event. No, it was the crazy thing that did happen. Um, so at one point in the morning, so this was between like the the big fish I caught and like I had like a three hour law too, where like I wasn't catching anything. Um, so I just started you know exploring water, hitting the bank, and I look over and there's a a blue heron that unfortunately had somebody's line all wrapped up mm. in his mm. in his foot. Um, so he was still hanging on. So actually. Uh, I went over and, and did battle with a with a pterodactyl and uh, freed him and actually got a uh, the bobber that was connected to it. You know, it's typical like, I mean, I think it was like 80 pound braid with a 70 pound mono leader with two tiny split shots, two little crappy gold shiner hooks and a bobber. Go figure. And you know, so anyway, I got, I got the bobber as a little memento. It's hanging off my my second place plaque. So, did you get a video uh, of that battle? I did. I did. It was, it, I mean, I, I can embellish it all I want. It was, it, it could have been bad. It wasn't, he kind of, he, he figured out that I was there to help him after the first, you know, 10, 15 seconds. I'll well, post, you gotta post that. You got to post will, that. That's amazing footage. It they is. It's one of those things too. It's like, it's like, okay, now God, please send me big fish. Cause I, I've done my due diligence for mother nature. <laughs> and, you know, please help me find some fish. <laughs> so they finally came, but no, that was, that was it. That was the highlight of the day. Um, other than the big fish, obviously, because, yeah, like like Adam said, I mean, there's – back at his point, I had 78 in my mind. That was, you know – and I'm used to the five-fish format, so four, 78, it's crazy. But, you know, I think if you look back at – yeah, it's the fall, but if you look at the Bassmaster totals last year, I don't think they were that – I mean, they were definitely in the mid-70s, I think. But I think all three – three of the four lakes, I think, uh, guys placed and did well. So, yeah, up and down that lake is awesome. Uh, that whole chain is awesome. So – um, but no, I mean, that, that was the, yeah, the, the, the heron, you know, was definitely the highlight of the day. When you see that video this week sometime, you got to post that. That's pretty cool to be able to, to see that. I mean, you know, that's a it big old bird. Cool. It, it's a big old bird. Yeah. You don't know how big it is until you, you know, you roll up to it inches you, away from it. Do you know the so, wildest oh, part yeah. about them is when you pick them up and they weigh like a pound, they look like <laughs> they don't weigh nothing. <laughs> I had like shit all over everything. I caught one with a speed trap once. I had they had more there was more weight and shit in that thing than there was in the actual bird. I believe it. I believe it. All right. Well now we're gonna get to the angler of the year for Queen City 2023, Landon Smith. As we said before, this is his third show. But if we just took like the top two anglers at every tournament we did, he would have been on here almost damn near every every tournament recap. Every chronicle we did, Landon would have been on here. We had to, you know, we, we had to kick his ass out of here for a bunch of them. But he's back now. He had a hell of a good year. Landon, kind of give us a recap of the year and how it went for you from beginning to end. You know, when did you realize that you had a shot to make the AOI because everybody's got a shot the first two tournaments, right? But after that, when did you realize like I gotta I'm gonna button this shit up? Yeah, um, you know, sort of like I, I said in my my speech, this this season, I owe a lot of this season to a lot of people. Um, 
you know, like I've said before, I think I said the first time I was on here, uh, you know, I would never have found, potentially would never have found Queen City without uh, Josh Myers, Abide Fishing's YouTube, uh, honestly. Um, you know, I... <laughs> Let me I interrupt was... you. Let me interrupt you real quick. I texted Josh to see if he was going to fish this weekend because I wanted to give him a big old hug because I've never met him in person. And he's he's before, I didn't even say anything about you being on the podcast. He said, when you do Landon's AOI podcast, make sure you tell everybody that the reason he won was because of me. And that was in, in his quote was that's from Landon, not me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, I was, I was randomly, when I moved up here, obviously COVID stuff was closed. Um, you know, my job hadn't started yet because I, we couldn't open a gym. Uh, and I had nothing to do. I was bored. You know, I was going through all this shit of, you know, fuck, I, I moved my entire family up here. I made my wife quit her job for this, you know, dream job I was going to come into. And now it might not even fucking happen. Like that sucks. Um, so I decided, you know what, I'm going to start fishing. That's going to help. Cause I can't just sit around in my house and just think about how much I've ruined my wife and I's future. Um, so <laughs> I went back to Atlanta, got all my old uh, fishing rods and brought them up. And I was fishing actually on the shore, uh, actually at Ramsey Creek. Uh, I think it was December or something like that. And saw this guy going around in this sweet ass fishing kayak. And I was like, that's really cool. Um, so I wanted to wait for whoever it was to come closer. They just didn't. So I was like, whatever. So I went home and I Googled uh, Charlotte kayak fishing and Abide Fishing's YouTube video uh from uh, uh the the first wiley tur the wiley tournament one of the years where it was like freezing freaking cold adam you probably remember raining or something like that it looked miserable but i was like <laughs> there's a kayak fishing club up here like this looks awesome so the kayak decided, fishing club the kayak fishing and obviously now yes the only kayak fishing club that matters um but so that's when i was like all right well this is what i'm gonna do this is how i'm gonna you know uh, save my sanity sorry my dog's trying to get up here um and so i sold pretty much everything that i i didn't need i started doing some odd jobs on the side because i mean i was on unemployment at that point to get to save as much money as i could to justify to my wife that the unemployed guy needs to buy a kayak for fishing um hey honey and... i just made fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> on foot pictures um i've, I've got enough money hey. to get a kayak now if OnlyFans was a thing, then I, I mean, it was. Who knows? Who knows what I what I would have done? I would. I'd have been in a hobie right off the bat. If OnlyFans <laughs> was a thing. Damn, your feet, uh, your feet, that pretty. <laughs> um, but no. So, uh, yeah, and then I, like I said, I got on Santee, which was like, what a stupid idea that was to start kayak fishing, <laughs> lake fishing on a Santee freaking Cooper. Um, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Um slowly throughout the year you know honestly the best thing outside of josh's youtube channel and the toc weigh-in last year at clark's hill was meeting martin wendy which i'm sure mm -hmm. you guys have oh. i somehow lucked into getting the campsite next to him at the lake hartwell state park for the hartwell tournament that first year um and got to listen to him tell his friends amanda and shelly um all of these things about fishing and fishing tournaments and rod actions and lines and stuff like that. I was like, all right, sounds good. And I just kind of put all that stuff into, into play. Um, and then last year at the, the TOC weigh in Clark's Hill, 
I had a, I had a good end of the season last year. Um, you know, a good summer, which kind of put me in position to make it. And I had a decent day on Clark's Hill, tough Lake. It was really low, but I lost two fish speaking of lost fish and speaking of anger and speaking of sounds, the things that came out of me, but I lost a, a big, big, big bass. And I wouldn't have, to this day, I outside of looking at the bass matter, the MLF guys when they were there, Bassmaster whoever was there fishing Clark's Hill, I I thought I was making up how big the fish was in my mind because it was the fish that got away. They're all huge, but watching some of those guys put eight pounders in the in the boat on Clark's Hill, I was like, holy shit, that actually was a, you know a twenty four inch bass. Like that was exactly what I thought it was. On an A rig, I lost it. The only fish I think I've ever lost on an A rig, freaking ever that I've hooked. Um, and that fish would have put me in, you know, that caching range probably won me big fish of the tournament. So what would turned out to be a very disappointing tournament after listening to all the guys at the weigh-in, you know, the importance Adam of going to weigh-ins, Adam, um, of uh, <laughs> listening to all this stuff was I did it. I did the right things. Everything I was doing, they were doing these legends, these, you know, goats, these, these gods, you, you hold up, you know, these guys, you know, you're, your Joey's, your your Goodwins, your Adams, you know these guys. Your bad your, fishings. Your bad well, fishings. These guys that you fish, you you're like, I'm never going to be that. And then you listen to to them saying what they did, and then you're like, oh shit, I was doing that. Like that was a good decision. I can do this shit. Um, and then I took that confidence into this season, and and it led to a lot of good decisions on the water, good ramp choices, sort of like I talked about, you know, I identified things that I enjoy. So no matter what happened on the water, I knew that I was going to have fun. I'm not going to be disappointed to losing to Bennett and all catching fish on a Ned rig 40 foot deep. And I'm like, first <laughs> off, I, I can't do it. I suck at it. Second off, it's not fun to me. I wouldn't enjoy that even remotely, even winning the tournament. I did what I liked. I had lost, so be it, whatever. But I had fun on the water kind of thing. And and that really helped hey, um, the success for this season, for sure. Let me interrupt you real quick. If I don't like doing something, but I'm going to catch fish doing it, I will fucking go do it, and I won't give a shit. And there's, two <laughs> there's one story to it. I'd never fished a shaky head two years ago, or last year's January, coming up on two years ago. I was right beside a guy who beat me in a tournament fishing – a, a shaky head i'd never thrown one didn't have the first shaky head in the boat he won that tournament on sharon harris in february it was the hurricane weekend and wasn't a real hurricane but it might as well be it was gnarly saturday this was sunday but anyway <clears throat> that day i went home and i i bought a i bought a, a rod and reel combo and a shitload of shaky head shit and now i don't leave i don't leave the house without it can't. It never comes off. I I don't yeah. leave the house without that or a um, drop shot, and I hate that kind of fishing. I don't want to do that. But that those two when when shit ain't going right, those 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 are one of the two things I'm picking up to go try to find something. I hate it. I don't want to do it. But if I see somebody catching fish on something, I'm like that's stupid. Fucking Ned rig. I'm gonna go get a Ned rig. And start fishing it in forty <laughs> foot of water, practicing for the next time I go to damn Norman. I can guarantee you that hundred percent. I'm like, I'm not going to go to Norman without a, sh a, a damn Ned rig on. So the hell that. Some, if y'all catching fish on something, and I know what it is, I'm going to go try to start fishing that shit. And of course, it 
to do that though there's always this to put any kind of fishing technique into perspective there's got to be the right time and place you know to make that happen and that's the hard part about fishing is to know when to throw the crankbait when to throw the drop shot when to throw the nib rig when to throw a rig and 45 foot of water and let it sink down to the bottom like john house was doing this weekend like that's knowing when to fish those things is the hardest part you know but hell the hell with that landon i will i will go find something and i will go fish it if somebody's catching fish on it well in the end you know if it's if it's catching fish consistently it's going to become very quickly something that i enjoy doing (laughs) (laughs) these aren't these aren't set in stone by any means they can they can they're fluid for sure um but yeah, I mean, it, prime example, uh, the, the, the Attican tournament they're talking about, it was brutal uh, for where I was, the, the ramp I launched at, so I caught 78 and a half inches in the spring. So I was like, I'm going to go back to the same ramp. I'm assuming these fish are still somewhere around mm-hmm. these, these, you know, 20 inches I was catching left and right. So everybody that launched there, though, had no problem catching fish. I, I don't think, I think in the five events i'd fished on the adkin chain leading up to that i'd caught i could probably on one hand fish below 10 inches i caught probably 25 fish under 10 inches on that day and i was like it was the most tailor-made spinnerbait day in the history of spinnerbait days and i couldn't get jack shit on it so i was like you know what i'm good at wacky rigging docks i'm actually severely good at wacky rigging docks i caught four keepers up cold three times in the last 17 minutes of that tournament, wacky mm. rigging docks. I'm like, this is stupid. Um, but yeah, I mean, prime example of, I should have been fishing what I, what I knew I could catch fish on sort of uh, maybe the entire day, but you know, that's not necessarily for everyone. You know, some people, you know, maybe enjoy it. I don't have a lot of time to fish, uh, you know, so the time I do get to fish, I chose to this season, not necessarily perfect as in, could they be better? Yeah, sure. But get really freaking good at like four mm. things and fish mm. that everywhere and choose ramps, choose locations, choose areas that I know I can make that happen. And it led to, you know, like I said, good decisions, good days, good year, amazing year. Um, and hopefully I can get one more successful weekend uh, here next weekend and really wrap it all up with a boat. When when did was there a point this year that you knew you had AOI wrapped up or were you fishing every tournament like you were going to lose that like you weren't going to win AOI After the seven events mathematically it was going to take Yi Hang and after I won uh Norman after I won on Norman it was going to take Yi Hang and Jeremy Heath doing something incredible, which Jeremy almost freaking did, uh, winning those two events in a row um, to, to catch me. So I knew there was a really good chance. But really, after Santee Cooper, um, when I took sort of the AOI lead, I, I had asked my wife uh, if I could have a little extra time and miss a couple more weekend activities to pursue this thing while I had the chance. Um, so that really was the the big difference maker. I was able to you know, get out a little bit more uh, on the weekends before and stuff like that to just sort of hone in on stuff. But, you know, luckily enough, we had, I had fished a couple of these lakes before. I've had success on almost all these lakes at this point. So I have some good memories, some good vibes, which 
which also, you know, just having, again, that confidence, that good vibe, that knowing, okay, I know I can do this really helped for sure. I told him three weeks ago I was coming for him. And I, man, I was close. I was pretty close. Yeah. I was really, I, I was very shocked I got as close as I did, to be honest with you, because I started the season terribly. But that, I, I was, I had no idea that I finished in the top three until halfway through that soccer game. Somebody told me because I was trying to run to the stadium, but I knew, man, I told them a few weeks ago, I was like, dude, what you're doing is that's the most impressive. It's impressive. Like to somebody, I mean, I fished so many tournaments and to me, the person that is the most consistent is the best fisherman in that moment. Regardless, anybody can win a tournament any given day, but mm-hmm. the dude that can do it all season, that's, I mean, that's, you know, your Chris Goodwins, that dude come on the scene and just blistered all of us for, you know, luckily I only fished one season with him. So he only <laughs> hurt my feelings last year, but I, Landon keeps it up. He, uh, yeah, he's, uh, that, that's impressive, man. Just getting that confidence. Like you said, man, going out and, and getting confident on them bodies of water and what you're doing, dude, you, you, your learning curve, you, you skipped all the hard parts and you're telling that's- everybody all the secrets. That's something to say, too, for the people that are listening, that are just getting into it or hadn't done a good job. Hold on. Damn. Sinuses, allergies, something. Anyway, Landon's like, I got three or four things I know I can do really good and enjoy fishing. And that's what he focused on. And in fishing, a lot of us will get tied up into the new lures and new techniques and and really the time not to do that typically is when you're fishing a tournament is in the off season is practicing and stuff like that. But having fished with and around Dave for the last two years, Dave is like that because I, I said earlier, I bet you caught on a crankbait because Dave, anywhere he goes, he's going to he's going to catch fish on a DT eight or a DT 10 almost everywhere he goes, half of his fish that he weighs in are going to be on that crankbait and he, and it's on days where you wouldn't think it's a crankbait day. So I know, and Adam, we talked, you know, once before at Jordan. Yeah. I hadn't visualized you as much, but I know Dave is a lot like that too, where he has a, a little core group of techniques that he uses to catch a lot of his fish. And he's really damn good at it. Dave seems like he's got a good taste in uh, what he likes to throw. And obviously did pretty good this year so he likes mm-hmm. he's got a good taste in where he likes to go as well so yeah i mean uh, a lot of us too man it goes back though like you know you got to build on it every every event even every time you're out in the water whether it's in a tournament or not you know you got to build on experience you got to build on i mean yeah i mean everybody knows i like their dts a lot well guess what i i had a uh lunkers event this year uh trying to throw a dt6 wouldn't get bit wouldn't get bit I throw a Rocco on just for the hell of it because it was, you know, it was like a, a big flat in a river. It was only, I don't know, seven foot deep. Something just told me to try something different. Put a Rocco on, they wouldn't, I mean, back of the throat every single cast. It was unbelievable. Um, and there's been times you, there, what you made know, you, wait, so what made you switch to that though? What, what told you to I just let me knew, try this different? So the day before I'd found the fish, um, it was, it was a tidal river. So, Day before I found fish that were feeding on this area, and then I found some resident fish, fish around some brim beds. So the brim beds were shaky head drop shot, but I knew they were feeding off on this flat, and I caught them the day before. Well, um, you know, I only, in practice, you know, I didn't want to sore lip them, so um, it was actually two days before the event. So 
I think I set the hook on two of them, maybe. Um, so, you know, tournament day, it's one of those things like, okay, the conditions are the same. They should be here. You know they're here. Why aren't you getting bites? Why aren't you getting bites? Try something a little different. Um, and I actually went back to, you know, in Heiko one time, I was throwing. I, it's one of those things, like I said, people wouldn't wouldn't believe me um, if, if I didn't have somebody to, to vouch for me. Got on a school of fish. They just annihilated a DT, whatever it was. Caught, you know, 30 fish out of a school. Went to another school a couple hundred yards away, couldn't get them to bite. Put on uh, a Berkeley Bad Shad. Um, same depth, just a little bit different, you know, wobble. They destroyed it. So I actually thought back to that 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 moment in time, like that was like five yeah. years ago. Fish are here. I want to crank them. Tell I like the fish. They're not biting this. What's up? I had, I mean, I, had, I don't think I've ever thrown the Rocco before. Maybe once before because uh, it just came out, you know. So tied it on. Pretty much same color pattern, so it wasn't a color deal, and just that that little bit different different wobble triggered them. So, in the wise it's words of Buck Perry, you can't catch fish where fish ain't. So if you know the fish are there, and you ain't catching them, it might be time to try something different. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, that, that that experience that he was talking about, you mm -hmm. know, the the cataloging of every fish catch tells you something. Maybe even not that day, but tells you something you can take with you as you go. Um, the prime example, the Wiley or the clash, I was on, I was on Wiley for the Carolina clash. Um, and Jeremy had won two in a row and I was like, shit, I'm going to blow this. I'm going to blow this. Like Jeremy's going to come for me. Like I knew it was too good to be true. There's no way I'm going to beat these guys. Like, obviously he's better than I am. And we're, I'm sitting there. I got to my first spot. And I was on my sp first spot about six, seven minutes. It's like two minutes to lines in. And I was just like, I really think this next little cove over is going to be good. And so I get in there, I get there right at first cast, third cast, 19 and a half, fifth cast, 20 inch spot. And that's what finished me in fifth. And that's basically what, what, uh, you know, clinched it. And not, and not that it was random. I, I was thinking about that spot the entire time. And I was just like, you know what? Something tells me my gut says go over here. And in that it's easy to, to chalk that up you know, to, to discount your uh, growth and it's easy to discount your uh, knowledge makes it seem weird, but to discount your feeling and uh, in, in go against it during a day. But, you know, once you get a good catch catalog, you have the tendency to kind of, to know these kind of things and trusting that is a big part in fishing for sure as well. Um, you know, trusting that, Hey, I think I need to throw a different wobble, you know, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to put this Rocco on. I don't know why. And I've never fished a Rocco, but I feel like it's going to catch fish kind of thing. You know, it's like somebody goes, why'd you tie it on? Like, I don't know, but you do know because <laughs> you, you knew to do it, you know, kind of right. thing. it's like, it's like, it's hard to explain, but you know that it was the right decision because we, before you made the decision kind of thing. It comes with experiences building that little toolbox or we'll call it our tackle box of when shit's going like this, this seems right. Being able to go with that. You would We're think, start... you would ahead, think having more experience would help with that, but dude, Landon, enjoy it now. Cause once your brain gets as full, <laughs> mind, dude, it's like spaghetti sauce in my head. I started a, constant, uh, a half ounce jig in 60 foot of water the other day, just to try to catch something. But I mean, no, that's the, the mindset for sure is, is that's, you know, having the confidence, I, th I think that's what separates good anglers and great anglers. And and uh, mm -hmm. it was cool seeing Landon 
whoop up on everybody this if year. y'all ever see my fat ass fishing in 60 foot of water come over there and make sure i'm Maybe. all right <laughs> i might be having a heat stroke or a heart attack or <laughs> digging out something. snacks yeah digging snacks <laughs> out of the no i don't i don't eat when i fish so i don't eat breakfast we got many lakes right here that deep yeah, I don't. I don't eat breakfast before I go fishing. I don't. I don't eat when I'm fishing. I don't know how you do that, dude. I have a rule that I won't eat anything or drink anything until I catch a catch a fish. Uh, you drink, catch a fish, eat anything, a limit. So sometimes I don't eat, but <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. I, I drink. I drink water and self-deprecate myself. Dude, I would pass uh, out. Not defecate, deprecate. I haven't pooped my breakfast <laughs> fishing yet. All right, we're gonna start wrapping this up, but this is. Uh, this is the end of the season for Dave and I. I'm pretty sure Dave. I don't think he has any more tournaments coming up, do you? No. Okay. No more tournaments. Queen City so, was last. Yeah. And I, I know you two guys had the TOC coming up for Queen City, but we'll call this the end of the year little shindig. Adam, what's the stupidest thing you've done on the water this past season? Whew. Um. Probably Saturday, I waited too long to go to an area that I was going to win that tournament in. And when I got there, the young lad who won the tournament was sitting there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, he had set in that way. And he's like, oh, you know, Adam, let me let me, uh, you know, let me have that spot. And I was like, I didn't know there was an option. If there was an option to let you or not. No, but seriously, I, 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 I'm, I try to stay respectful on the water, man. I was super happy for him. Um, yeah, no, nothing crazy. I mean, that, that was probably, that was like, one of my saddest moments in fishing. Okay. I, not just this year ever. I've never done that before in, in all the tournaments and all the years is pull up to a spot and watch somebody win Smoke a them. tournament. Yeah on it that was i don't even know what feeling that gave me to be honest i'm still trying to figure it out because i mean it was impressive it was really it was really really impressive i'm not saying i could have pulled up and caught the fish he caught i will never yeah. say that i've done i've seen it happen too many times where it goes the other way all you know all all respect to to him but i sure would have loved to love to give it a shot for sure well, but well you uh, know next you know next time you've got an option so you need to play yeah, that no, option yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> hey uh no. you know i know since this is an option of staying here or not i'm gonna yeah. stay here with you yeah yeah, yeah. last time last time was a free ticket but no he was uh you know it was I, i'd never do that to somebody it's you know it's just not worth it to be honest with you but no that Sometimes. was probably the biggest kick in my butt mm. uh, this year i mean Norman in the spring, I had one fish, which is absolutely bananas. And I did it kind of to what Landon's point was, is while I like to live scope and I don't mind fishing deep, sometimes I, I just, you got to turn that off and go back. And I spent all the day trying to make something happen out there. And it just, it didn't just those decisions. I think that's probably the, the stupidest thing. I haven't had anything real crazy happen to me this year, fortunately. So so no falling no no falling out the boat no. hooking yourself losing something nothing, um, nothing like that was it I don't know if it was this year or last I think it was last year actually can I go to last year this one's really good yeah as long as it's really good yeah it's I really hope good it's not, so, I hope it's not another I should have fished here and didn't story no no no, no. Okay. that was then no, go ahead it, it was uh I went to a ramp at a at uh, it was actually at Chickamauga so yeah it was last year um. I, there was an area I wanted to fish and there was no ramps near it. So I, and with the Hobies, you can put it in any public access area. So mm -hmm. I found a little, 
little sliding spot. And I didn't account for the fact that I had a, a pro angler. Um, and I thought I was stronger and uh, more fit than I was. So that morning I, I get out, there's a guardrail there. And I'm like, oh, we're good. Just It's downhill. And I just totally forget that I have to come back up said hill. And I honestly, I I get halfway up and it's all pine needles. So my boat keeps slipping down. I laid there with no shirt on and pine needles with ants all over me. For 45 minutes, and I literally said out loud, "This is where I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die here. This is this is how I die." And I, and, you know, on the banks of Chickamauga, um, covered in ants and pine straw. Dude, it was terrible. But I, it was that bad. It really was. I was, it was bad. I think I called my buddy Saturday and was like, "Dude, I know you're in North Carolina, but you're probably gonna have to come and save my life because I'm about to die." This is, this is. But I actually went back the next. I, I formulated a little better plan for getting it up the the hill after uh, my near-death experience and uh, you go to Lowe's or Home Depot and buy some yeah. pulleys and some extra Dude, rope. I, I, if it was if if that was not in the middle of any trust me I looked for the nearest harbor freight to find I looked at winches looked at all kinds of stuff because I'm like I really want to fish here and uh yeah it was I remember that I my back itches just talking about it laying in those pine needles and just saying this is <laughs> where I die with my boat halfway hanging down this hill <laughs> And me just laying here. So, but no, yeah, that was yeah, this year's one. been pretty, pretty G rated. So, Dave, but, how about you? What's the stupidest thing you've done on the water this year or had happened to you? Man, it was kind of nothing crazy happened. I mean, I, I, I fished eight local tournaments. Um, just boneheaded move, I guess. We had a, a uh, CCKF here, Macintosh, for those who don't know, is like four minutes from my doorstep. Amazing fishery. Um, I, I wasn't really all in early in the year. This was an April tournament because um, I knew I wasn't going to be able to qualify or fish enough of the events for any one trail. So it was kind of like, I'll just show up and fish when I can. And uh, I, I did actually go out the week before and just wanted to throw a glide bait around, a big glide bait. I think I had, I had one that bit on like the second cast. And then I probably had like, I don't know, 15 followers that were all 18 plus. And uh, I said, okay, I'm just going to throw a glide bait all day, Macintosh, in the tournament. And that's what I did. And uh, I never saw a fish chase my <laughs> glide bait the entire day. But I just, I never changed. So I skunked on one of my home lakes and, yeah, ate crow. But I, I did I don't have any like heaven is Chickamauga stories, unfortunately. Dude, that's a tough lake to skunk on, too, because like you said, I mean, you might don't I, look. I've only caught like five fish in Macintosh, yeah. and three of them have been twenty inches plus. I mean, that's a, well. It's a, it was hundred percent stubborn on my fault. Well, and I was to the point like, you know, back to the. I've got four big fish. I caught a twenty-two and a half at Mac this fall that did not win big fish. That tells you how yeah the fish are mm -hmm. in there. But it, it was hundred percent stubbornness on my part because I ended up. Um, you know, it was, it was mid-April, so they were still on bed. They're actually early. It was, it was, I'm sure, just down there, like everything was kind of late this year. Um, so I think they had just kind of locked on beds, but um, they weren't, you know, weather change or whatever. They weren't that aggressive that day. But anyways, I I found one that I knew was pretty close to the ramp, but there was three beds. They were kind of deep. I didn't think people would see them. I don't think anybody saw them. Um, and the reason I knew they were there is that fish rose up on the glide bait the week before and uh, they were still there one was 23 24 easy um 
and I I probably spent an hour and a half on that one fish. And she came up three times, and I did throw a Texas rig and suck a couple stuff at her, but she just you know, yeah. you know, it, stubbornness. That that was the only stupid thing I did this year. So so just boneheaded moves, nothing wacky, weird, crazy, no, nothing. exciting. No, nothing. No, I think I mean looking back over history, I think the only thing I mean I I can point. Uh, Landon mentioned Mark Glendy. I think when we went to Texas for that tournament, um, how we made it out alive and and didn't uh, get run over in our trucks by uh, 400, 500 pound hogs is is a miracle to this day. That that was a good story. Speaking of Mark, um, I hope we get to see him fishing more this year and less less golf playing. I, well, I, I'm Next trying year. to break them out, man. I'm actually going to be fishing with them this weekend. We're going to go do some saltwater fishing. So, nice. Um, Dude, you know what's wild What's wild about Mark is when I had my tackle shop, we used to do the Raleigh fishing show. I, if you guys go to that, I'm, I'm oh, sure yeah. you went to my booth. 2013 through, like, 2016. And Mark always used – we used to have, like, custom painted crankbaits and kind of, like, one-of stuff. And I met Mark then, like, well, mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And then out of nowhere, he just, like – pops up in the club one day and i was like wait a minute dude when did you start kayak fishing so we actually me him and landon and uh tyler smith stayed together at the toc last year we had a really good time and uh mark's a good dude for sure very good dude very good uh ambassador for mm-hmm. all of fishing not just kayak fishing oh, yeah. so. he will help the hell out of you for yeah, sure for sure dude super nice guy do a lot of things for you I hope, like i said i hope 2024 we get to see him out on the water more and less golf course pitchers like i said we got to steal his clubs so somebody's got to do it I'll break, well, I'll break he's, into he's way less handsome golfing than he is fishing <laughs> hey I, I know where he'll be thursday to sunday so you i'll give you the address you go get his clubs we'll handle it y'all can see mark <laughs> right, next year again okay yeah yeah hey is he a righty <laughs> or a lefty he's righty Okay. He's a righty, yeah. I swing lefty, so I'm going to go take his club. I'm going to steal him, and then I'm going to take him to the golf the, the range, and I'm just going to swing as hard as I can and break all the heads off trying to swing right-handed when I swing left-handed. See what happens. Landon, how about you, man? You had a great year. You had to have some, some stupid-ass shit happen that, like, you can't have a year this good and not have some kind of dumb fuckery story of you doing something stupid or something stupid happening to you. I mean, the stupid thing that in general in Vinny will vouch slash Adam will vouch is the fact that I still stick now a Hobie PA 12 out of the back of my SUV. looks like it's falling out as I'm going down the highway. <laughs> it's a good um, thing you're a personal trainer, dude. That thing's hard to get in and out of it. Sure. <laughs> um, but uh, no, actually it was the entire Hartwell event. So I had come back. I landed in Charlotte at 11.42 on the Friday night before Hartwell. Um, I took about a two and a half hour nap, drove the three hours, you're good, to Hartwell, proceeded to forget my net the entire time, (laughs) and both of my charging batteries uh, for my fish finder. Mm. So luckily though, again, I fish shallow mostly. I was like, I don't really necessarily need the, the graph. I'll be fine. Um, and then if you've ever fished Hartwell, I mean, the docks are cable city. Uh, there's cables under the water. There's cables out of the water. There's cables around the water. There's cables through the water. It's unfreaking believable the cables. And I had a really big fish, I caught two really big ones, actually. My biggest ever in tournament, oddly enough, 
largemouth was Hartwell last year, um, 23 and a quarter. Um, nice. And I at Santee practice for this year, I actually caught a 25. Uh, hmm. Biggest bass I've ever caught in my entire life. It was it was a monster. Had it not, it was uh, eight four, but had it not been spawned out, it was easy oh, ten, oh. maybe even more. Um, but it was pretty spawned out. She was pretty skinny, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I've got this pretty big largemouth on on a popper, and it's on the other side of the cable. I was the idiot that was like, I'm gonna cast over there. If I get something, <laughs> I'll put it over the cable. Um, Little did I know it was going to be a big large mouse. Like, shit. So I pedaled over it to, toward the cable. As I approach the cable, it gets locked into my drive. And my pedal drive is now locked into the cable as I'm trying to battle <laughs> this fish over the cable on the other side. And I proceed to break both of my rods that are in my back rod oh, holders shit. on the dock that is now I'm being pulled side to side, but I'm stuck. I can't go back and forth because the fish is on the other side of the cable. The fish then breaks off, which I then sit back on, which then breaks my drive handle that was stuck on the cable. And I was like, why did I even come? Why did I come here? Like, I've done two hours of sleep. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't have a net. I'm like, how was I going to get this fish in anyway? Why did I make that cast over the cable? Um, oddly enough, though, the rest of the day, I probably caught – honestly 30 fish on Hartwell that day they were just all 15 inches long it was like a spectacular day of fishing but that was about eight o'clock in the morning i should have loaded up and left i don't know why i kept going um you only have what two rods left no drive <laughs> well luckily i have i have a spare of everything because even though i don't ever anticipate and nothing so far luckily like this has ever happened but i have two of literally everything two catch boards two you know pedals for my drives and stuff like that two propellers um so I, I paddled my way. Plus, I only have a stand-up paddleboard handle for my kayak because my wife had taken the stand-up paddleboard handle <laughs> with her because we were in California, or the, the, the kayak paddle. So I'm, I'm stand-up paddleboarding <laughs> my kayak back to the ramp to get all my stuff to replace the pedal. Still had a great day. It was my worst finish of the year uh, as far as, you know, placing goes. But I had a spectacular day fishing on Arbol. I'm actually super freaking pumped for the No Limit event there this year. Because mm. if I have a day like I did on that same day, I mean, there's no reason I can't win. I, I would have put up 300 inches in a No Limit event. I was catching them. I caught six straight on one dot at one point. They were just all 14 and a half inch long. That's funny. Well, it's not funny you broke all that shit, but that is a funny story of why am I here? Whatever. Sit down. Luckily, and I made like, enough money this year on fishing to replace <laughs> those rods, mm -hmm. so you know it, it worked out. There we go. Well, look, guys, I appreciate it. This was great. We skipped ahead a couple tournaments. We're gonna get the other guys in or eight, nine. I got them. Got them lined up. We just gotta get them next week, probably. A couple of them are down fishing the Hobie this week so they couldn't do it but thank y'all again for coming on this is great dave it's always great to have you on adam good to see you again congratulations on your win and landon congratulations on your aoi that is a huge accomplishment in any fishing club there is out there it's an extra huge accomplishment when you're fishing in queen city that averages probably i don't know exactly but probably somewhere around 120 anglers a tournament again this year uh, that's that's a lot of people to contend with, and you know that's being consistent. So congratulations to y'all. 
any any parting words before we leave tonight does anybody have we we've dropped a lot of like mental knowledge and a little bit of bait knowledge here but does anybody have any parting words before we end tonight i would like landon to leave his net at home for the toc in two weeks <laughs> as well um you could do that that would be great hey, Adam, uh, hey go- like i said i've got two now so there's one in my in my car at all times i got two everything now i, I come prepared Bummer. Hey, hey adam as a hobie uh owner myself there's not a day that i leave that i don't check my two back plugs a million times i bet landon doesn't just unscrew those two back plugs not where they're hanging right. out but just unscrew them enough <laughs> that his boat starts to get a little heavy looks- and like, hey, tipsy my- I, I check them. I check them now. Now that you said that, I don't even know those. I didn't know those things. I just got mine like three weeks ago. I, I fished oh. it twice now. So I check them now before, after, during the day. Shoot, I'll get out of the water and check them. That's well, there, there are days <laughs> where like a lot of water's coming over from, you know, especially in the summertime, we'll get all the pleasure boaters out there and I'll bring it home and sit on the back of my truck and let it drain out. And I, I screw them back in, but I check them a million times because I'm like, damn, you know, I'm going to be hauling across, get in the middle of the lake. My boat's going to be like That's... my fat ass in there with a trolling motor and the batteries and all the shit that I carry. Like it would probably sink like the damn Titanic. That last so I season, I, I think at Norman, it was, it was like 40 degrees and raining and miserable. The first QC event, I think it was last year. And I had just got a PA and um i didn't have them screwed in and got to my spot and i noticed every time i'd pedal my left and rights were really pronounced and i opened the hatch and i was like i don't think this is supposed to have a live well in it um i actually had to pull up on a boat ramp and like luckily there was just a random piece of like two by four driftwood i emptied the boat out and i had to like prop it up on that because it was so heavy i couldn't even hold it up yeah those plugs are very important landing make sure Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna go do it now. Shoot, I'm gonna go to sure Landon. Make sure they're very important. If Adam is anywhere near your boat leading up to that tournament before you launch, well, I mean, hey, at this rate, there's only like one ramp gonna be open, so I feel like I know, we're gonna right? be all at this <laughs> same ramp. That'd be interesting. <laughs> Look, the fish are gonna be in the little pond, and everybody in the TOC is gonna be, be fishing. <laughs> if we don't get no rain in North Carolina, the Western state's struggling too. Where's the TOC? Wiley. Wiley. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's struggling. It's, they started closing a bunch of ramps the last couple of weeks. Jordan's so. down probably somewhere around six or seven feet right now. It's crazy. And that yep. makes that lake dangerous to have a motorboat in. That means we're going to oh. probably have a really wet winter, which is good. It's supposed to It'd be good. Yeah. Well, look, I appreciate right. y'all coming on. Congratulations on everything. Y'all hang out um, after the after we play the outro music and all this stuff. Hang out. Look, guys, this is Queen City Chronicles. The 10th tournament, I had a brain fart there, couldn't tell for a second. 10th tournament, AOI winner landing on here. Adam Fillmore, number one. Dave Hart, number two. Y'all have a good one. Hell.